Hey, it's Dan here. If you want to hear this episode of the Backchat Podcast without ads and get extra content that no one else gets, head to backchatstudios.com.au where you can sign up as a patron and access all of our bloody good merch. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey guys, this week on Backchat we've got the Brayshaw Brothers, first time ever on a podcast together, Angus, Andy and the best one of all, Hamish. Come on, I'm here, <laughs> somehow in the introduction. Well done. Uh, look, we it's a really great pod, um, they speak about their connection with each other, um, you know, a bond they share, obviously obviously through brothership, but um, I'm not sure if that's a word, but that's okay. Mm. Um, we love what they've done with Melbourne, with West Coast and with Fremantle, the best player in the league last year, a premiership player. And Hammer. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. We hope you enjoy. We certainly loved it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to the podcast wherever you listen. Mm-hmm. Give us a rating and follow back chat on YouTube to watch all of our episodes. Oh, shit, yeah. Enjoy. Well... You don't know we're late, but I would like to say I'm sorry we're late. We've just been sitting here for a little while while one of the members of the Brayshaw family decided to come, but he is here now. Yep. Exciting scenes here on Back Chat. First Very. time we've got a bit of a four-way here. We've got the three Brayshaw brothers in the house, mm-hmm. Back Chat Studios, Back Chat Podcast, powered by Fleet Network. We have Hamish, we have Andy, and we have Angus. Welcome, boys. Thank you for having us. Thanks for jumping on with us, lads. Cheers. No, thanks for having us. Um, well, it's not name names. No, we don't need to point fingers, but we're all here now and um, uh, excited to have a chat. Who was late? Snee was late. I was so, actually early. Yeah, so I was I, here I was here two hours ago. Yeah, I texted Snee. Well, the, the call went out. That Snee is for, Snee, listeners, oh, for, for listeners at home. <laughs> Snee, you will hear Angus and I call Andrew one of a few things. Snee, Steve, Mekong, Kong, any of those names, you'll hear Andrew and I call Angus Tron, or I might call him Knackerbags every now and again, and I will get Misha from the two boys. Um, so Snee was told to be here. We were starting at 3.30 was the plan. Um, had a Zoom call, sat out the front. Sweated, just- sweated the house down. I was. It's pretty hot here no today. No aircon. No, well, I turned aircon yeah. on, but my phone overheated halfway through the meeting, so I had to – that's why I was probably 10, 10 late. Mm. But, um, yeah, got here an hour and a half ago. Have been yeah. sitting in my car doing a Zoom. Have you? For an hour and a half and then came here. So mm. apologies that I was late, but I was just, yeah, it was an important, obviously important. Um, tackle your feelings. Tackle so, your feelings. Yep. Mental health ambassador this year. So if you want to have a go at him again, Tron, 
That's uh Yeah, well I mean we were tackling our feelings here, debating whether to start or not. You might also hear um the boys also call me often Tiger, uh Big Cat, um you know Texas. Yeah, Texas. Three hundred yards. So yeah. something like that as well you might hear pop up. But, okay. Um, I, I'm gonna be doing I'm gonna be doing my best uh, to uh, uh, invigilate this conversation. Mm. Hamish, you've been on the podcast before and you join yeah, us regularly, weekly yep. on our on our Monday, Tuesday show. So um, I want to ask the three of you, but less you, Hamish, because you've given us one. If you want to give us another, you can. But yeah, we ask the same can. question to yep. every guest we have on this podcast. Boys, and I'll start with you, Andrew, I want to know your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field. So... Look, some of the greats of the game, um, myself, under nine, state hurdling champion, um, I'm right up there. What was yours? Can you remember yours? Uh, oh, geez, I can't remember. Maybe coming like – Hole th- in one? Nah, maybe coming third in a um, like a state discus event or <laughs> okay. something. I wasn't a very good athlete outside of the this. The cricketing trophy here well, is – Actually, no, it was – sorry, yeah. There's no Dan Const. No Dan I should Const. say, there's no Dan Const here, but uh, in his <laughs> absence, we do have his trophy. He took uh, five, five for 16, 16 and under 12's grand yeah. final and lost the game. Yeah. So, Andrew, we need your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field. We know you were an MVP last year. We Lee. know you're a top 10 draft pick. We know you've played a lot of games at the Fremantle Football Club. You're in the leadership group. Great. I want to know what you've done off the football field. Mm. Uh, gee whiz. A lot of people would be like, dual athletes good at multiple sports. I probably wasn't one of those guys. I uh, did a little bit of athletics. Good. And uh, when I was in year 12, I ran a good four, 400 meters time, 50.88. It's pretty That's quick. Did, didn't pretty didn't quick. crack fit, like didn't get in the 40s, but yeah. I was pretty stoked with 50.88. Really? Didn't get in the 40s. That's quick. Yeah. And it didn't win. I think I was fourth, but, you know. That's as that's as good as my athletics got. So that's mm. probably my outside of footy. That's the only thing I reckon I've ever done. So touch rugby colours. <laughs> oh, I mean, if we're going to get into colours, like at, nah. at our school, you'd give out yeah these. Scully went to Scully was an APS boy. Yeah, APS oh, right. alumni right here. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, I had uh, I had various colours on my blazer. I guess you could say that they're yeah. good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, <laughs> we spoke about this last night. When we now, into now, boys, Angus, I, I'm going to keep trying to bring Angus in because he's in another room. He's clearly in Melbourne. Yeah, he's this getting one's ready an easy for the one. Big game now, Angus. Yeah. I want to know you, mate. We know you're number pick pick three in the 2014 national draft. Great, congratulations. We know you're a premiership player. Yeah, okay? cheers. Great, 2021 um, yeah. premiership player. Great, you've done a lot in the game. But I want to know mm. your greatest sporting achievement, not on the football field. And don't spare any details, obviously. Yeah, so mine is obvious. Um, as the best, the best golfer of our family, quite comfortably, and wow. actually had a hole in one Royal Melbourne. Um, on the fifth west hole, which is the you know pinnacle of par threes in the entire world of golf, uh, hit an eight iron in from 161, the title draw into a front pin location and um, bounce, bounce, roll, and just dropped in. So I've uh, saluted. Uh, Sticks Sticks had one the other week, our old man. So yep. sort of lost its um, shine a bit, but wow. um, the first man, my brothers, and um, so I'm the low, I'm the low handicapper, and the only one who's had a hole in one. Out of my brother, so that's um, that was a high moment for me. That's bloody impressive stuff. Yeah, very. I'm staring at a bottle of um of whippersnapper whiskey in front of us. What was the um what was the drink of choice post hole in one? No, so I was I I didn't drink anything. So the, the shout the bar, Beautiful. which is tradition. Um, so I bought it was like a bottle of Jack Daniels or you know Johnny Walker or something, and um Inferior. I was 22 at the time, so I was a bit green around the gills and. I've said the goodie since Simon Goodwin, our coach, that if I have another hole in one, then I'll become the training a little bit dusty rose because <laughs> I, uh, 
I didn't have any of the whiskey, and I was just sitting there watching these old punters come in and have some. And um, stooge, yeah, yes. Yeah, is that what? Is that what the, if you get a hole in one, you have to shout the bar. So yeah. it is. Yeah. You don't you get walk, anything. No, you, you don't give everything. You walk <laughs> in there, you <laughs> ring the bell. You get to have a sip of it. Of so you know, it's not just buying it for everyone else. You get to enjoy as well. But um, you know, I would probably uh, have a real nudge if I ever had another one because they're um, oh, they're pretty few and far between. Is he the best golfer? Yeah, uh, it hurts. It is on my best day. On my best day. I think our best is good enough. Oh, yeah. No, it, it is. What's our the best, best you've is... ever played? What's the best round you've ever had? Uh, um, <laughs> my my best round is 76, so four over par. Uh, yeah, well, I've I've turned under par plenty I've of times. I've turned under par know, once, too. And then I've, I've shit the bed plenty of times. It's a marathon, not a sprint. But, um, um, <laughs> no, I'd say currently he's the best. He puts the most for hours of work Sorry, putting. Man. Oh, no, hey. Will puts the most hours hey. of work. Big fella, what's the best round you've ever had? 76. Where? Okay. And at where? Wembley. Oh, bullshit. You have not had 76 at Wembley. I would have heard that. Mate, I could have oh, 76 at Wembley with my eyes closed. His best round is, well, I reckon 79. Oh, that's bullshit then, Steve. There's no way you've got near 76. Yep. 76 at Cot is my best round. You're not lying, are you? No, I'm not. I could go through yeah, my I could go through my handicap history. Okay. What's yours, John? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, what's yours? Oh, no, no. I'm just, I want to work through Steve reckons he's had, you know, fucking 76 strokes. Four of the beta. Are you saying I'm not good enough? Yeah, I'm saying you're not good enough, mate. Okay, um, well, what about who's hit the longest ball? Because I know for a fact that's oh, me. Yeah, this is Steve. This is a, t- a touchy, longest drive, t- tough, by, touchy topic for Tron. Hit by a Brayshaw. Longest drive is N D R A W Brayshaw. How do you? How do you? This is a stupid question to ask. How, how do you know how far you hit it? Well, like, yeah. So I am obviously. Well, you've got the. So I'm the most. Out. I'm the longest hitter prodigiously. Yeah. Uh, when it comes to just moosing the nari, I hit the ball the first. Sorry, mate, you're third. No, I put the hurt on the Murray. Uh, Tron had h- held the record for the longest time of the longest hit at Port Ferry Golf Club, hit a beautiful uh, draw down the hill, down a hailing breeze. And oh, um, and it was, you know, he got a little bit of run out. What was it, 391 or something it ended up running out to? Three. He was at Kingswood and I had three witnesses and I went 391 metres on the golf course, just grass. Yeah, no, 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 that's, that's the start from start to finish, 391 metres. That was for the longest time untouchable. Feels like a long It's a, That's an, enor- that's an mm. enormous Feels ball. like a long way. Um, and then <laughs> Andrew stepped up and, and beat it. Yeah, I did. And the way we work it out is the distance of the hole, then at what point you're buzzing from the pin. So you just have to do a bit of quick maths, but... Mm. Um, absolutely smoked the Ara previous Lewin. record. Ara Lewin, yep. um, I was there. I played with you that day. Yeah. I think it was the 11th hold. Yeah, you lipped out an albatross. Downhill, downhill par five, just tagged one out of the screws. Um, potentially got a lucky bounce. The Who knows? Who knows? So it goes, knows? It goes over a bit of a horizon. John's good to hit a rock. You can't find it, yeah. Mm. Uh, anyway, I had a scuff on mine, so it potentially could have hit something. But it, it went far Do, and I, long. I want to know. Like I want to know. Do, do you blokes... <laughs> Remember and have knowledge of football like you do golf because I feel like you've got uh, yeah. you've got good knowledge of is golf first and AFL second in this family? Yeah, uh, well, for me it yeah, is anyway. It probably is. I mean, yeah. footy pays the bills, but passion outside of <laughs> oh, footy gotcha, yeah. is definitely golf. Yeah, no, hundred percent. Yeah. So my best round, I've I've been one over three times. Um, once at Cathedral Golf Club, once at Royal Melbourne, and once at Moonar. So, yeah. Mm. It's that simple for mine. Yeah. But yeah, we, we, we're, we're right into it. And there's four boys, so that's a convenient golf grouping. Yeah. And, um, you know, it just works. Yeah. We're just into it. Yeah. 
It's very good. Um, now, we'll come back to golf. We'll circle back around. I want to know, we've added this little one in uh, thanks to Fleet Network, who's powering back chat for season 2023. Mm-hmm. I want to know your first car, boys. I thought it might be an interesting one from Brothers. Did anyone – like, did you get a hand-me-down from any of the boys or any no, help yeah. from anyone? No, what was no. the first car for each of you, Hamish? Well, uh, yeah, this is a funny story. So dad works <laughs> at – I always um, are when you start like this. Dad owns uh, owned a business, owns a business called Clublink Security, works out of Sandhurst in Victoria, uh, out just out of Melbourne, an estate sort of thing. And they have these secu- – it's a security company. They have cars that will drive around and um, and check the security of all the houses. And when they've done a certain amount of cars or they've been around for a certain amount of years, he'll just flog them off. Mazda BT50s are the cars. Mm. And um, that, that, that should ring a bell to you, the Beatsy. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so Will Will got one to start with, and and that carked it. That's um, the fourth brother in the family. That's for the fourth those brother in the, the family. Yep. Uh, Angus got the next one. So my first car was Angus's first car, and uh, <laughs> I turned the day I turned eighteen, I got it. Uh, went, turned it on, all excited to drive my first car. The engine light uh, the engine light was fine. It was the petrol light that was on. He left me no petrol. We left it parked out the front and, uh, yeah, straight to the straight to the fuel station 100 bucks later. You beauty. You beauty. <laughs> yeah, and by the time it got to me, I think we were out of BT50s. Well, I, I kept mine. I didn't want to give you mine. Yeah, and they would, yeah, I pretty much just moved over here, went to a uh, freer world of cars and uh, you got myself a Holden Commodore. Really? Which I don't drive anymore, but it got me from A to B for my first probably four years at Color, the club. Color? Silver. Very low to the ground. Pretty uh, stock standard. Very, very uh, line, line and length. Um, mm. But, yeah, it's exactly what I needed. And Angus, you the BT50 range as well? Yeah, I was a dual cab <laughs> BT50 Highway Princess 2x4, which caught me out a few times. But, mm-hmm. yeah, I um, I, loved, I loved my car. And, and Ham and I have got a close connection with our BT50s, but... Mine, you know, just ran out of legs, you know. Yeah, yours parked it. Yours did, yeah, yours was nowhere. They had run out of legs before you blokes got them, to be honest. No, well, mine's still kicking fine. Mine's humming along. Um, yeah, if you did want to change one over, you'd head down the fleet network, wouldn't you? Of course. If I I needed a new car, I'd obviously go on Nova to lease, um, Nova Ted leasing style. Uh, Yeah, so Snee needed a new car, obviously, and got rid of- No, you didn't. That's not what you didn't do that at all. No, I haven't. I'm getting a- Oh, we can't speak about it. Obviously, goes against the sponsors, but yeah, I got oh, a okay. car from East Perth. Settle down, Tron. Yeah, seriously, mate. Just looking after our sponsors. Oh, yeah. Don't know what you do over there, Gus and Gorney over there, mate. <laughs> Look after our sponsors yeah, over here. Uh, yeah, Snee changed the Conformador and uh, Inside Bull drives a Hilux now. So good on you. Again, I want to just keep bringing this back to uh, mm. being on a podcast. This is the first time you guys have been on a podcast together, correct? Yep. Is that, is that right? Yep. Special times here on Back Yeah, chat. I think so. I think let's, so. Let's bring it back to the family home then, growing up. Is it a sporting family? <laughs> Is that a stupid question to ask? Uh, yeah, yeah, no, that, it is a stupid question. Yes. What's what's life like in the Brayshaw house growing up, four brothers, mum and dad, um, how do you get around to the local sporting grounds, Who who's the best, I don't know, all that stuff. What's it like growing up? Who wants to answer that one? Uh, I'll have a crack it. as the youngest. Uh, yeah, you had a good had view a, on it. I did have a good view on it. Plenty of beatdowns. Uh, the age gap was very relatively close i think there were four of us all five years within each other and um wwe was a big deal back in Mm. us growing up coming home from school there was plenty of wrestling matches um always kicked out into the backyard to have you know sort things out for ourselves and uh, mum had a big toyota tarago eight seater used to take us everywhere um and it was yeah like clockwork mum pretty much had all of our sporting figured out for the weekends there was like at times eight games a weekend because we'd be playing local or school as well. So Saturdays and Sundays there'd be four games for each each of us. So very tough, but she sort of managed all that. And 
Um, yeah, we all planned that one day we'd beat up Will when we got old enough, but we all have never been able to catch up to him. The bloke's a beast. He probably weighs yeah. buck ten. On his 21st birthday, it was. <laughs> was the plan. Well, you all gang up on him and beat him up. Mm. That was the plan, Tron, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, we... Yeah, Andrew's right. Beat downs. He was a, he was bigger than us. We were all close in age, but he was um, undoubtedly the biggest man growing up. And we, you know, probably we're all team players now because we probably learned how to, you know, work together and, um, you know, get through adversity together as a unit. And we all sort of said one day we'll all be old enough to and big enough and strong enough to really put some hurt back on this bloke who's made it pretty hard for us. So... Yeah, I remember getting to his 21st, sorry. And at this point, he's a trained killer. <laughs> and so we're sitting at the table. I'm sort of looking at him and, you know, not getting a lot of love from that side of the table. And Andrew's, I just remember you looking, you just didn't even want to make eye contact. I couldn't even catch your eyes. And then um, I think we sort of aborted that plan. But we, I reckon we got him sort of half decent once or twice, but nah, never I, really to the level. He, um, it, was a, it was intense growing up. He, I remember vividly one day I was on a – I was Skyping my then-girlfriend at the time, Kelly Aubrey. Excellent. And, uh, shout I, out, Kelly. Shout out, Kelly. Yeah, Kel. Uh, Kel. I was in uh, I was in year eight and I was on Skype and um, and Will came in and threw a T-shirt over the camera and just like started beating me up, just started punching my arm as hard as he could and I'm yelling at him, mum's not home, screaming at him and he said, I'm just not going to stop until you be quiet. As long as you, as long as you're yelling, I'm going to keep hitting you. And I'm just, oh, it's hurting. And, he's, and I'm just, be quiet, be quiet. And he pinned my arm down on the bed, drove his knee in here, and then just started doing that, just like hammering my arm up and down. And I'm just wailing, crying. Yeah, pretty much crying in tears with Kelly Aubrey on the <laughs> Skype call. And uh, yeah, I'm just not going to stop until you be quiet. So there I am, gritting my teeth. Finally got up and just walked out. So uh, that was my next question. So I, I actually did plan to have Will call in and a bit of a surprise guest, but he's not in the country at the moment, so I couldn't get him on. Yep, um, tough. But I was going to – who was the – like like you were the youngest, Andy, but who was the, the crier? It sounds like Hamish. No? Uh, probably between Hamish and, or myself. Like, and like I mean cry, like a bit of soup. Haim you know? had a phase where – I, I know you guys have done your fat chat, like Haim – Obviously, has his this was, this well, documented, well documented, well um, documented weight loss journey. Yes. But there was a p- period where, yeah, he was the chubby kid. Angus has always been relatively uh, ripped. Um, Will Will was big, but he was like big and strong. I was relatively scrawny, but had that sort of skinny six pack. And Haim just you had went a, through your fat phase for a bit. Oh, don't worry, I heard about the fat phase. But yeah, you, you had out. you were for probably four or five years. Just that you were sort of the fat one or well, the chubby one. Yeah. Do you remember what my nickname was for three, four years straight? Angus? Yeah, we called you Boob or Tit or something. Tit. <laughs> yeah, Boob and Tit. For four years I copped. So he was very, he was the punching bag in that <laughs> yeah. sense. What age are we talking? I'm talking like uh, nine to 13. Wow. Just before puberty. Boob. Boob tit. and yeah, they were Tit. Hard yards. They were certainly hard oh, yards. Yeah, I'd seen better days. But um, yeah, yeah, we got wailed on the most. Yeah, and so, you were picked, and you were probably picked on the most. Yeah, and I was bullied. The there place. was a period where I did chunk it on just before I hit puberty. I stacked on a f- couple of kegs. Yeah, you, we got we went out before we went up, and, and uh, mine was four years. Yours was six. Months. Uh, Angus, have you just been relatively ripped as Andy is? <laughs> well, no, no, certainly not. But I, so who won the hurdles race? And was it you? Yeah, that's Scully, me. That yeah, one? that's yeah, me. Race. So I was I did athletics all through and was all cross country as well. I don't, I don't know. I just don't remember really. Feeling out like that, yeah. So I don't know. Yeah, until until recent years, until recent years. 
Yeah, your diet's caught yeah, up with you a bit. Yeah, you has, your diet does oh, catch no, up with you on the off season. season. You just start relaxing a little bit. Start, mm. you know. Yeah, well, I'm not sure if we've spoken about this during Fat Chat, but we had every, in the off season, I think two years ago, we started a, we have our own Facebook group, like a message group between the four brothers. Yes. But we started another one. And <laughs> between it, like, the three of between, us. No, Will was in there I too. Was in there. And it was, called, it was called the Positively Outlooking Brick Shithouse Club. <laughs> because yeah. we were all massive. And we just wanted to make a, a beeline to uh, to lose a couple of kegs. So uh, while we're down this um, line of questioning, I might start with you, Angus. Um, yeah. So Fat Chat was over on Back Chat, and Fat Chat is now its own podcast. It's grown its own absolute life of its own over here in Perth. But it it was bred, I believe, from a dinner at Christmas time mm-hmm. where Hamish has told the story. It sounded like everyone was there. Were these two boys here? You can nod away. Were you, at, Angus? Were you, were, you were, the, were you at dinner when Dad? Told Hamish that, it was, but basically too fat, need <laughs> yeah. to lose lose a couple. Were you there? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Um, he had a few to lose, and yeah, I mean, Hamish obviously retired from um, AFL now, so it's a different kettle of fish. And hey, don't forget you know, about the so, Mighties. Yeah, I mean, yes, I'm. Don't forget about the Mighties, but I was a buck five and change at about first of January, so that's. Yeah. Well, that's post shit. That's post shit. Maybe you know. <laughs> yeah, that's post shit. Is and in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, there was a bit going on there. But Haim also is just such a moron that, you know, what do you have to lose? 15 kegs and you've done it, so good on you. But well, it I was, didn't. Uh, I didn't um, yeah, I was there. It was, it was, it, it's funny to watch, but it's also there are times when I'm like, you really consult a health professional because I'm talking to you on the phone and he's telling me, yeah, I read this thing the other day that all the UFC fighters do this and, you know, I'm going to, you know, sleep in a garbage bag and things like that. I'm like, you know. <laughs> Feels dangerous, mate. So, you know, you're here to tell the tale. So, good on you. Yeah. There, there was a text message that went around the back chat group. Um, Hamish saying, hey, I'm going to do a weight cut like the UFC do. I'm probably going to lose 8 to 10 kilos in about two days. Um, I just gave a thumbs up emoji. All good. Um, and then I sort of considered a bit. I said, oh, what's the worst that can happen? He said, oh, I could die. So, oh, yeah. <laughs> you might have a chat to a doctor before you do that. I want to endorse any of that. Um, okay, so growing up, competitive, sporting life. Yep. Um, do you, do you think, and without Will being here, do you think Will looks at you three, how, how does he look at, look at you? Pride, um, you, you three have gone on to play professional sport and he hasn't, not saying, I'm sure it's not jealousy, but how does he look at you three? What does, what does Will think of you three and what you've been able to do with your sporting oh, careers? Yeah, I will take this. I imagine, I do, I know he's very proud of us. I mean, I had a fleeting career and these two are doing wonders, um, but he was first on the plane to go over and, to the All Australian dinner to watch Andrew get his best and fairest. Yes. He was on the cans from seven o'clock to watch Angus win a grand final yes. and didn't stop for the next month. So he, yeah, he very much loves going to the footy. He goes to all the Freo games when he can. He comes to watch me play at East Perth. So he, he's very proud of us. And albeit he's gone in a different life direction, but um, you know, he's kicking goals off the field too. But yeah, no, very very proud of what he we've done definitely. Okay, good. So let's talk about what you guys have done. Let's start with you, Angus. You're the first to get drafted of the three brothers. Pick three, 2014 National Draft. Mm. Um, can I'm going to ask – so how I'm going to do this, I'm going to ask the other two about when the other one got drafted. So, Andy, can you remember when Angus got drafted? Yep. Viv- were, yeah. you, were you guys sitting on the couch holding hands? Is that sort of – No, setup? no. Well, we were there at Gold Coast. Right. Um, oh, so they had the – They invited – I think, yeah, like the top 10 prospects sort of thing and their families. So we went. How old would you have been? Uh, I think I was in like year nine, year 10. So maybe like 15, 16. Wow. Um, and <laughs> you were early in that. You would have been 14. Oh, yeah. Well, I remember um, Angus. There's a photo on my Instagram way back. Angus, myself and Christian Petrarca 
because they were the, the first two picked for Melbourne and, uh, yeah, looked all had baby faces. But, yeah, it was um, pretty special. First time I'd sort of, I guess that sort of inspired us, Hamish and myself, to be like, far out, maybe we could get drafted as well if Angus can. So. I remember very, this very, very vividly, we were sitting down and before the draft, this was back when Angus got drafted, it would have been the same with you. They called out the player numbers. Yes. Player number 9634, yeah, whatever. Yeah. And anyway, Angus had told us his player number, had written it down on the cards that we were sitting at. And he was like, well, you'll just know that this is what I was going to be. And I think it might have been an eight-digit number. And Paddy McCartan was the first draft pick that year and the only number that was different was the last one. Wow. So we were sitting there and St Kilda had spoken to him. And, eight you know, digits. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know and why. ABN. Yeah, pretty much. So they've just rattled off a phone number and we're just sitting there just – Jaws about to hit the ground and the last number was different. And, um, well, so there was a chance he was going to go number one. Well, St Kilda had spoken to him and the numbers were matching all the way up to the end. So, yeah, I remember that. And then, um, yeah, and then obviously went to Melbourne, so it was good. But did remember shitting myself there for a second thinking he's going to go number one. Good. Okay. So then Andrew is the next to get drafted. Pick two, 2017 national draft. Do you, uh, Angus, how do you feel about your younger brother going a pick in front of you in 2017? Yeah, I, I remember that night. Less about Andrew because he was obviously going to get drafted more for pain and what he was going through. But, yeah, I remember feeling like, oh, shit, really? Like, (laughs) at this point, I think, I don't know if I was the best golfer in the family, but I was, you know, running out of things to hang my hat on. I'd already beaten you on the ATAR score. Yeah, I lost the ATAR battle. I lost – I wasn't winning in golf at the time, you know. I played the most games, but that didn't really mean much on, on that night. I was happy, obviously, but secretly a bit flat. <laughs> he was devastated. Yeah, he, was, yeah, he was flat. I got that many messages from like some of his teammates saying, this bloke is gutted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and then I was happy. We'll was roll, happy. roll that into Hamish then. Of course, the younger brother gets picked up. You can keep going, Gus. What's it like for the family then, knowing that Hamish is up for the draft in the in the same draft, uh, ends up going pick 68, 2017, same draft as Andy, but a lot later. I don't know how many are after you, actually, but Angus, what's that feeling like? Not many. Yeah, so it was um, Andrew, mum and dad were all up. So I don't know where the draft was, Andrew, that year. We were in but, Sydney. Uh, they were Sydney. All up in Sydney. So it was just me and Hamish, and I sort of said to him earlier in the day, because you'd had the – he missed out the year before and we were sort of talking about, you know, whatever he wanted to do, whatever Hayne wanted to do is what I was going to do because Will was away. It was just him and myself and we would just, you know, we could have quite conceivably just sat on the couch at home and watched it, but he wanted to be around um, our, you know, close family friends. Charlie Constable um, was getting drafted. Chook. Who's a, Chook, Chook's a close family friend. So we went around the Constable joint. Whose brother uh, is one of my best mates, Joel. Andrew got drafted and that was sweet. Then Charlie... Constable got drafted at pick 36 or something. And so that was the next half of the rank. And then I just remember getting really, really nervous. And, you know, we've been on the cans all day and I was, you know, I was probably, you know, a little bit too far gone. And, you know, it gets longer and longer in the draft and I'm getting more and more nervous. And the energy is like weird because we're celebrating Andrew and Charlie. Mm. And then, you know, please, Hamish, please get drafted. And then... Yeah, I think he might have been the second last live pick. Teams had started passing and it oh, was no. looking pretty grim. And it was like, oh, you know, shit, this is going to happen again. And then um, I think it was Andrew Dillon who uh, walked out and Stixie knows just about everyone in footy and didn't 
and he's got this weird look on his face. And at the time, I was like, West Coast, like West West Coast was like a half a chance. Like I remember one of the teams that Hayne was, you know, thinking was half a chance. Yes. He came out with this smirk on his face, and and then I just yeah remember losing absolutely going ballistic when he read his name out. So it was um it was honestly like it was better than my draft night. It was. It was the most amazing emotional. And we were there with all our close family friends. It would have been so different had we decided to watch it by ourselves. So um, it worked out perfectly. Yeah, so good night. It was that, a good night. That's unreal. How did you feel? Because you were coming to Western Australia, which, wait, are you? The, no, you're a South Australian. Yeah, yeah. I'm a right. Croater. Right, you're a Croater apparently. Yeah. Apparently, that's allegedly. Yeah. Are you a Croater? Yeah, we're both Croater. Yeah, and you're a West Australian over there, aren't you, Angus? Yeah, I'm, I'm a sand broker. I broke the sand. <laughs> you <Yeah>. idiots. Yeah. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> How do you feel knowing your brother's coming over to Western Australia? Well, I yeah. don't know. Are you as nervous as Angus? Uh, like yeah, before he, before I, he I, gets picked up? I was. Um, or were you carrying on? No, no, I was, I was quite Sydney. nervous. The year before we were at home yeah. when it was Hames like, Yes. Um, typical draft year, like 18-year-old draft year. And Fox Footy had him rated to be picked up and like I was pretty confident that he would get picked up. And I was had like seen 26th Angus, or something on the Fox Footy rankings. Like, yeah, and had seen had seen Angus get picked up, had seen Hamish go through. Um, his top age year had a really good year and I was like, all right, so this is just what's going to happen. And then it, he didn't and I remember feeling like sick that night. And really? So yeah. then the next year when it was my turn, I'd been drafted, started doing interviews like I was like, I just hope he I hope he gets picked up and it would just be shattering for it to happen again and miss out. And I was doing an interview um, with Adam Chera. He got picked with me f- to Freo straight away as well and doing an interview. But then in the top left screen, they were still doing the dra- draft count. And then I think Freo had a pick maybe just after West Coast. No, nah, they picked Lloyd Meek too before me. Oh, before, yeah. So I was, I was always, whenever Freo came up, like, okay, who's going to be my teammate? Who am I moving over with? And then West Coast came up and... A lady who was interviewing me was like, oh, your brother just got drafted. And I was like, oh, like, awesome. How good. Where to? And then she's like, yeah, West Coast. And I just like couldn't believe it. Had gone from being like, okay, it's like I'm moving to a, acro- across Australia by myself to now like I'm moving over with Hamish. It's how good's that? So Packing your awesome. bags next to each other. Yeah. How did you feel? Mate, I um, I remember watching Andrew. Knew it was going to happen. That was fine. Um, Charlie got picked 36. He was – we were all sitting on the couch – he moved over. So his best, his brother is my best mate. He's Andrew's best mate. We were sitting in there and it was like, yep, just the family. And then he went away at about pick 20 because he was, that's where he was about to go. He went into the other room and watched, got drafted. His name got called out. Everyone goes nuts. Would have been five picks later. All his mates were there. All his family was there. All his family friends were there. Everyone was having a party, celebrating him till about pick 50. And <laughs> I haven't moved off. I mean, I've obviously celebrated him. I settled back into the spot on the couch. Now, I think Adelaide and West Coast were the only two that I was a feasible chance of going to. Adelaide had said, "Mate, we, you know, you're on it. We, we, we're keen on you late in the draft, depending on other picks." Uh, and West Coast said, "We're potentially going to draft you late, but we're likely going to rookie you." So I was like, "I, I thought I was going to be rookie." Anyway, sitting there, and I just start like you're feeling it's like it's not going to happen, not going to happen. Everyone sort of gets that on my wavelength at about pick 55. So the party stops pretty much. Oh, boy. And, like, everyone is just dead inside and just waiting, 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 waiting. Pick 67, pick 68 comes around and I get caught out. Everyone goes nuts. But it was, um, yeah, Adelaide had, like, pick 64. I told everyone that it was Adelaide and West Coast. And Adelaide had pick 64 or something and didn't get picked and then, and then yeah, went nuts. And um, Andrew called me pretty much straight away and there was an interview on the phone and 
I said, how fucking good is this? He's oh shit, we're recording. So I had to <laughs> start it again. <laughs> but yeah, it was um, it was nuts. It was certainly nuts. So do you blokes fly over on the same flight? Same flight. Yeah, we were late yeah, actually. Yeah. We <laughs> yeah. um. Well, we pretty much you don't get you don't get very long. Um, so yeah, I was in in Sydney for the draft. Had to stay over overnight, do a bunch of photos and and whatnot that day. Come home Saturday night, and then you're flying out Sunday morning. So you've got like, I pretty much had 24 hours to get packed. You had a little bit longer because had, you were yeah, at home. We were in the like we got to the airport. We had enough time. We got there with like an hour and 20 minutes to go. We're waiting in line at um, Virgin. It's a and it's like, uh, you know. Is anybody here late boarding for flight? We were gas bagging. We'd just been picked up. Yeah. We would, we'd we, just yeah. been drafted. Yeah, we, <laughs> we're standing in a line together. Mum and dad have said, said catch see you later. Ya. See you next so we're standing time. in this line going, far out. We're about to move. Like we're, we're moving. Couple of, yeah. And we're just talking to each other. But and like, we yeah. completely missed the lady saying I've seen, last I've seen call. Jack Petricelli put his bags on and he'd moved away. Like it, it was there, it was obviously like, yep, no worries. I'm in line. And then all of a sudden it was like last call to um, our flight. Bought clo- our flight left at like. Let's say two o'clock. There was um, last call for flight JF something to Adelaide, leaving at two fifteen. I was like, "Oh shit, that's uh, that's after hours." Um, <laughs> oh, <laughs> I said, uh, can we, "What about Perth?" And she was like, "The checking's already closed." And we we're like, "Oh fuck!" So we had to like run down. Andrew called their someone and their footy manager called Ross Lyon, who was then coming over. Ross ended up Ross taking Lyon. my bag. Ross ended up taking, taking our bag. So we had to go down, bags. pay for this like pay for this airport. Basically, like an airport storage unit to put our bags in. Tell Ross where it was. He came, picked them up, flew them over, and then your footy manager dropped them at our place. Angus, yeah. does this surprise you with these two? You're looking at this just <laughs> like shaking your head. Yeah, Andrew's um, developing a little bit of a habit. You know, late for a couple of things. Um, <laughs> no, I, well, you know, it, I remember being so excited for the two of them, and, and there was such a it was such a whirlwind weekend. Like you know. Uh, fair enough, I reckon. At least you got on the flight. If you hadn't missed the flight, it would have been Oh, tough, and then but... we were sprinting oh, through yeah. the airport. Like I'm talking land speed records, 400 metres at 50 seconds sort of stuff. Wow. Sprinting. You only get to make a first impression once and yeah, exactly. we were borderline going to miss our <laughs> flight to go to this home state of our new job. Jeez, that would have been you a know. good news story. Brace your boys failed to land. Uh, now, uh, let's keep moving, fellas. Um, mm. Kind of on the same subject and it's like jumping a lot of things actually, but – it just kind of made me think with you boys being in the same state here in Western Australia. I know there was some talk uh, either last year or the year before for you, Angus, to move over here. Was there, was there any pull to be with your brothers over here in Perth? Like was that was that a real thing? Can you speak about no, that? No, there was no pull to be with my brothers because um, – <laughs> Beautiful. You know, we'll, our oldest brother moved out of home to Canberra and, you know, Andrew was you know, going to Perth by himself. I, you know, convinced that – we're not joined at the hip that much. Like we can do our own thing and that's fine. And, you know, we're spread across the country at different stages, but um, the pool wasn't particularly strong as in I want to move to Perth and just be with them. But uh, my thought process was always about what was the, um, you know, the best thing for my career. And everyone drew, I, I swear to God, I've been traded to Fremantle for the last, every year for the last eight years. There's this cutout because, you know, Andrew plays there. That basically cropped my head onto his um, rig and it's, you know, Brayshaw coming over to Fremantle and the story writes itself pretty much because obviously our band, like Pop, played cricket for West Australia and, you know, he's a big deal. So, um, you know, the story was convenient enough to write and every year it happened, but there was a lot of, um, you know, smoke and mirrors about that story. There was not a heap of, uh, not a heap of substance to it. So that was... Um, yeah, it's still funny. I swear to you, just watch. Just watch because you're all over in West Australia. When trade season comes around again, there'll be someone who will 
you know, tweet a photo of me in a Fremantle jumper and That's it's just cool. like clock. It'll probably be your but, fucking brother, mate. He works for the West now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he does. He does. <laughs> so I'm watching out for that tweet. But um, <laughs> nah, it's just the reality of the business. That, you know, everyone's um, tweeting and, you know, making up rumours and stuff. But, when, uh, when, was uh, the, when was the last time, if ever, that you boys played in the same footy team? Have you ever played together? Uh, I've played with Hamish. Yep, we won a Tech Cup grand final together. Wow. Um, uh, and then I have played with Angus once in a game of house football for Dickinson. Like that. At Halebury. Yeah. A lot. A yeah, lot. yeah, yeah. And I, played, I played with Will at Halebury. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. We were a year apart um, and played in the same footy team together. So there's been, there's been a little bit of crossover, but there'll probably be a reunion one day at... Um, Old Halebury or something. Is where, that the dream? You know, old yeah. It would be awesome. Yeah, one day to play a game together. We've spoken to like Char- Charlie Constable and, and Joel Constable. We've all spoken about where we're going. Like where we're, we're, we're going to flag somewhere. We'll all go to the Bloods afterwards and go there. And that the draw would either be there or the mighty fighting Hampton Rovers, where we all, where the three of us played footy growing up. Um, so it might have to be one for one and one for the other. But um, yeah, that, it would be good to have get a game away. No, everyone loves asking this question, but I think it's interesting anyway. 100 hundreds. Who started it? What's going on now? Why is it over here with Fremantle, Fremantle players now doing it? I mean, what's going on? It's grown legs. Oh, I wasn't actually involved at the very start. It was probably you two, if you want to t- start us off with it, because I didn't do it for the first couple of years. I just remember Sticks having the bright idea. Um, you know, back in his day, that's what they always used to do. And, um, you know, you get a little bit of advantage over your opponent and uh, – you know, just a load of crap, really. And we, whatever <laughs> stupid reason, decided um, to really buy into it. Yeah, so it started off with, uh, there was just Corey Rich, shout out Cause, um, Joel and Charlie. I think there was a few, maybe like six blokes who did it the first time around. I think it was Remember me, it was me, you, Corey Rich, Munners and Munners, Joel Constable. Damon, Christmas obviously. Day. Christmas morning, yeah. So it, dad, it was like Dad said, um, you know, this was the hardest thing that he ever had to do and you get your edge on your opponent when something, like you get the edge when they're not working. And we're like, well, no one does anything on Christmas. So let's do the hardest thing on Christmas morning. And it started and it's, um, yeah, it's grown legs. We had like people do it all over the place. I'm getting messages from people down in fucking Esperance who text me on the 20th of December saying, hey, mate, what are your splits for the 100-100? Yeah. <laughs> like I'm just getting all these messages and people fucking love it. Yeah, it's – um, Yeah, it's and we, we were locked – or lockdown COVID year when we had Christmas and we couldn't leave the state. Heaps of my teammates and Peel Thunder guys. A few um, of my Mighty's teammates. Oh, we did a huge um, hundred hundreds over here in, in Perth. And mm. yeah, I guess since then, everyone sort of does it. It's good. I want to I want to pick a, a highlight from each of your careers. Um, given given there's three of you and not one of you, this interview and, and uh, chat is going very quickly. Um, I'm going to start with... I'm going to start with the 2021 Premiership. Angus uh, wins the Premiership here in Perth. Yeah. 
Um, and again, I want to do this from the point of view of the other brothers. Um, you can start, Andrew, 2021 Premiership. Are you here in Perth yeah. for that? Run the uh, Colgate Sprint. Did you? Was that the curved one? Curved. You got it cut was, off. I got cut off and it was just like, it was Rotham, such a shambles. Josh Rothen cut you off. <laughs> we were supposed to run around the, the 50. Colgate and, smile. Yeah, the Colgate yeah, smile. Yeah, the Colgate smile. And yeah, no, that was an absolute shambles. But uh, Sportsman so had to pay back. Yeah, yeah I know. For well, because everyone just cro- crossed in front. Everyone ran a straight line and that was supposed to be the, the smile. But yeah, so I missed the first quarter because I had to warm up for that. And right. um, the only reason I did that is because we were scrapping for tickets. Like Angus got a certain amount of tickets. I threw the AFL, could get a couple of tickets, but I was like, oh, I can get another couple of tickets if I run in the sprint. Right. Then we can give them to family friends. Ended up going to one of my old man's mates, which was just Dad was a being, like Dad was being just ridiculous that year. He said, boys, any opportunity you get to get tickets, like get them. And he's given them to people who have been in his year three math class. And it's like, yeah, mate, no worries. I'll sort your ticket. I'll sort your ticket. We'll be fine. We've, I reckon we gave out 50 tickets to that grand final. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, it was ridiculous. So, yeah, I ran the sprint, missed the first quarter. And then after that was just, yeah, watching um, nervously for a bit. But then that, yeah, the once it was pretty much, you know, done and it was like home and hosed, I was just What's celebrating. Like? Oh, it was awesome. Stoked for, stoked for Angus. He was also playing like an instrumental role in, in them winning and sort of turning the tides, which was just like you'd, yeah, so it was just so happy for him. And then uh, we all went into the rooms after and, um, yeah, overjoyed a little bit. Like it hurt the ticker a little bit, not going to lie, like at Optus, yep. at my home ground. Um, and, you know, he's doing what ultimately I want to be doing. Um, so there was a bit of like um, jealousy, but just stoked for him. And I, I don't reckon I've ever seen him that happy. So, yeah. Very happy. Hamish. I was absolutely fucking hammered. <laughs> I um I had obviously been delisted at that point and had like the, my season had finished because I didn't make finals and like I was fat and I was drinking piss every day. I couldn't have been more – like I had been – I was peak drinking period for me. Drink like, fit. I was as piss fit as I'd ever been and, I mean, I run a stupid helmet account for Angus, Angus Brayshaw's helmet on Instagram. Yes. Uh, and Steed and your proud sponsor have sent me a helmet – uh, saying, you know, if you ever want to do stuff, throw it up. Here we go. So I've got a helmet that Angus has. Well. Um, and for whatever reason, uh, we, me and Will started drinking at like 7 o'clock that morning. Um, and I just said, oh, I'm going to go put the helmet on. So I whacked, went and whacked the helmet on and I was like, well, now I'm just not going to take it off. And so, <laughs> like, I'm just drinking. The game doesn't start until 3. I'm like I'm just barbecue at home, getting pissed. I'm on, I'm on the train in my helmet. <laughs> like, people are looking at me laughing. Obviously know who we are because we're with Andrew and I'm wearing a helmet. Get to, get like, I think it's the helmet part. Were you, in, were, you, were you in a Melbourne jumper? No, I was in a Metallica T-shirt. Like, right. in Metallica T-shirt, got my helmet on, rolling into Optus on the train, like quite clearly drunk. We've got like little water bottles with vodka in them and yeah. like we just get uh, – me, Will, Andy Comer, James Comer, a couple of their mates. We just get – like it was awesome. Got to the ground, um, start drinking beer. It was so funny. We were sitting – my cousin was sitting next to me and who was just 18 at the time <laughs> and we played this game where it was like me. So everyone who was drinking was playing this game and the game was you had – it was a random like flip through the record, stop on a page. Uh, that was your disposal getter. Random flick through the draw, tap on a page. That was your goal kicker. A disposal getter, every time they had a touch, you had to have a sip of your drink. Every time you, you, your player kicked a goal, you had to skull your yeah, beer. Clayton Oliver and Bailey Fridge. Yeah, Clayton <laughs> Oliver and no, it was Sorry, it was Christian, Christian Petrarca and Bailey Fridge. So my cousin, who was 18, just got absolutely rinsed. We tagged him out by the end, but after Fritter's like fourth goal. But 
mate, I was just so happy. Like it was tight early and then it was brown bread halfway through the third. He went back with a flight, kicked that goal. Everyone's going nuts. And like it was at a point where the game was done that I was just being stupid in the crowd and people were looking at me and like it was hilarious. It was the best day ever. Ran down to the rooms afterwards. Did you have the helmet on in the rooms? Yep, absolutely. Like taking photos with the cup. <laughs> I'm putting the cup on my head, <laughs> drinking food, drinking winner's piss. And like me and Will, who also didn't play, we were loving it. And like we ran out on the oval afterwards. We had the Melbourne security come up and say, it's, it's Brayshaw boys, it's only the players out here. We just like got a selfie and ran off. Who cares? <laughs> oh, shit, it was great. So – Angus, what about you, mate? What's that moment like in your career, both from a premiership point of view as a team and then doing it in front of your friends and family here in Western Australia? Yeah, I think um, I was talking with this uh, about this with Christian Matraka the other day. Like We got drafted at picks two and three because Melbourne was just absolutely rubbish and had been with the history of our club is from the 1964 premiership onwards has just been, you know, 57 years of losing and to you know, get drafted to a club where that was still, that was, we got drafted at the beginning of the shift of the mentality and um, to win a premiership uh, from a football like uh, perspective is just, it was, you know, all the hard times that, you know, we'd been through eight, it'd been, it was our seventh year, end of our seventh year. So we had, you know, four or five years of pretty, you know, consistent losing. Um, but then you obviously get drafted to a club and you know the supporter base and everything and, you know, it was um, to change the narrative for our whole club is something that I'm really proud of in that sense. Um, and then the other side of the um, thing that I'm really grateful for and I'm fortunate for was that all my family was there. So um, obviously all my brothers live in Perth. My mum and dad were over from Melbourne because our now late grandfather was crook at the time and they got a medical exemption to come in and that to look after him. And um, he was able to see it as well, the premiership. So to have... All my family uh, there was was really special, and then that's contrasted with a lot of my teammates. You know, their families and a lot of their friends, and obviously my friends as well, were all stuck in Melbourne. So we were very fortunate in a lot of ways to um, get to share that experience. But yeah, I mean, it was uh, yeah, gee, it was just an incredible, incredible you know year. A couple of months we were in the hub, another hub for, and then. You know, the weeks afterwards, the days afterwards were just magical. Yeah, I remember. Oh, shit, yeah, they were. I just remember, yeah, all the most amazing memories. And if only I could have shared them with all the people, I would love to have shared them when I, um, you know, think about the people yeah. we missed out in Melbourne. So that's, that's you know, sours it a little bit. But, yeah, it was just mag- magical, absolutely magical. Were you aware of how, um, uh, how inebriated your middle brother was? Well, I remember Hamish... Taking my premiership medal and <laughs> still had the promising, on. promising me that he'd get it back. And I was to be, you know, we were talking about how inebriated people were. I was, you know, paying this piss bit. I am, this is the first time I've touched a beer practically in six weeks in the run home to the final. So I'm, I'm out of action pretty early in the piece. He's taken my medal and pretended to be done a pretty good job of impersonating me for the rest of the night with a premiership medal and a helmet on. Like it's pretty believable. So he was um, he was living it up. And, I and got, I'm just I got getting my... all the free piss in the world at the CBH, loving it. But oh shit, it was funny. So, I couldn't believe how pissed I was that night. So oh. people thought Angus. People thought Hamish was you. Is that correct? Yeah, that was the gimmick. And then he went out that night and was, you know, directing traffic like, yeah, come on, everyone, come in. And the bouncers are thinking that it's me and oh. letting 50 people in. Or I would have let like 20 of my mates into the CBH back part. <laughs> Shit, it was funny. 
Oh boy, I was hammered drunk. Um, okay, that's enough about you, Angus. Uh, let's move on to Andrew. Now we know Angus. We know you've been third in the Brownlow, and we can discuss that as well if you like within this. But it doesn't beat the MVP award for twenty twenty two. It certainly doesn't. The oh, Lee Matthews Trophy. I mean, that's the best player in the league. Lethal. Sorry. Uh, voted Angus, as voted by the players. Angus can talk about this first. What's that like seeing your younger brother? become the best player in the AFL? Uh, yeah, I mean, it's easy uh, you know, just to take the piss out of me and I'm happy to play that role for the team. But um, incredibly proud. I see how hard Andrew works at, uh, in the off-season when we're together and um, it's no surprise that he's got to that point. So when I see how well he's doing, I, you know, pride's the first thing and then, uh, you know, I just love watching him play. So I don't watch a heap of footy away from... Um, you know, away from the game, it's, you know, pretty full on. So, you know, I take my time and I try and keep it balanced. But I love watching him play. And then I also got a little theory that when you do the vote, when you submit your vote, you've got to swipe through a whole um, catalogue of uh, players in the MVP award. So you've got – and it's in alphabetical order. I'm pre- no, sorry, it could be alphabetical. I think it's alphabetical. Mm. Andrew's, Andrew's name's on the first – he's the Quite first name you see oh, in yeah. the MVP vote. And it's, you know – yeah, can a, brother, can a brother get on, lad, eh? He's um he's just got prime position. He's yeah. on the you know perfect piece of real estate to um you know get his name out there for the voting. So he um a few things came together for him, but yeah, last year was an incredible year for him. I remember watching him play in the finals as well, where um you know he came back against the dogs. I think like last year was awesome for you. So uh yeah, awesome year and uh, very very proud that he's um. A Bray, we, we share the same initials as well. So A Brayshaw won the Lee Matthews Trophy. So yeah, I'm sure one day. Down the track, <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, yeah, what, do, what, do you, what do you think about these two? I mean, third in the brown though, fourth in the brown. Can we say yeah, third or fourth? fourth? By the way, Scoey, let's just get that one out there. Yeah, you, know, you get a fourth, fourth but fourth, I think my votes right. would have come second in in your brown though. Yeah, it's a belt. Yeah, you can't do that. You can't compare years. I would have won. Just a week year. Yours was a week year. Mine was a strong year. I would have won in 1971 or something. <laughs> yeah, you would, have, you would have beat Alfred Chicken Smallhorn in 1914. Yeah, um, Yeah, so, I mean, obviously, Angus, uh, I, I remember, like... Were you with Angus at the Brownlow night when he didn't get invited? Uh, no, I was at... Um, whose house was I at? Was I at um, Tonsil's McLaughlin's house? Or was that the next year? No, that was the year after. No, that was before. After. We might have been at Stainless's place. Anyway, he wasn't there. Um, didn't get invited and then he was wearing cotton on at the time and had like got a third place medal out of someone's drawer and said, you know, thanks cotton on for the dressing me for the night and end up getting a cotton on deal. So that was pretty cool. Shout out cotton on. So, shout out cotton on. Um, but yeah, Snee, I remember, uh, like played very – I did a little bit of work for Triple M last year and I remember the first game that I did special comments for was Freo versus Richmond and that was like – that was 37 and a goal and there was late in the piece, tight – and he had like three clearances in a row in D50, cleared the ball, came back in, another stoppage, cleared the ball, came back in, and like the siren went, and it was clear that you'd won the game for him. It was like the first time that I was – because he played well before that, but it was the first time that it was like this is you that's just won – it's him that's won them the game. And I'm like – they're throwing to me all the time in special comments and Snee's giving it around and just giving it this big one to the crowd and like the crowd is going bunta for him, bananas, and I'm sitting up there just like – Fucking hell, like, he just had gone out and had 37 touches and kicked the goal in a fucking tight game and won him, quite clearly won him the game at the end. So that was when I real that was round two, I think. 
that's when I realised it was like, okay, the kid's taken another level and was good. And then it had a few more games throughout the year that I'd commentated on him and remember being in the crowd against Hawthorne when you backheeled one out of the goal square and like people are like throwing popcorn at me, seeing me. And I'm like, you've been boundary riding for a game. Like yeah. you just like sit in the crowd with a headset on and a microphone just like talking up and you're like literally just behind the goals with the rest of the crowd and like they're all just jumping over me. People are taking photos, throwing shit at me, loving it, getting around. So that was, yeah, it was um, – I probably saw it from watching him in big games where I was like, yeah, he's quite clearly won them the game from what, you know, Freo, that would have been Nat Fife or David Mundy in previous years. You two both went to the award ceremony, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I got, I got torched again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got, um, no, Angus wasn't there because it was COVID and he was in finals so couldn't. But That's um, right. again, me and Will were there and, um, uh, yeah, I got, I got smashed. Uh, very good. Let's move on to Hamish's highlight, which, of course, debuting for the West Coast Eagles. Do you boys remember that, yeah, Andy? Do you I remember. remember I remember you lacing someone out, and I also remember you missing your, your it was, one set shot, yeah. which I was devastated because I would say he's got the best shot set shot out of In all. Yeah, and oh. then so for him to miss that hurt the ticker. Yeah. But hurt, I'm stoked hurt, that stoked fine. that you guys won. Yeah. And so now he's got the 100%. I, I still say, yeah, he's got the 100% winning. Yeah. <laughs> so I still say that he's up there with one of the best wins I've been involved in. Oh, it was, it was fucking just awesome. Just like, yeah. the, just, just like the, the circumstance. But like we were tight when we were at the footy club. Yeah. And I was fucking up and about. There's a few games I remember through my, through my yeah. career. And I don't remember a lot, to be honest. But I was like, I'm going to fucking win this for Hammer. I'm gonna yeah, it was great. Because we, we were in the hub, <laughs> scrapping it out up. <laughs> Gold Coast fucking fifth, fifth oval in the yeah. car park. Mubby against Chol Mubby cheating Chol. against us. It was <laughs> shit, mate. It was a fucking horror show. Do you like, remember watching his first game, Angus? Yeah, I do. Uh, Adam Simpson had given Stitchy Brayshaw a bottle of Mosswood um, for something to do with the Coaches Association where Sticks was working at the time. Yeah, so so I went to the park joint <laughs> and we sat down and we, we cracked it open and – uh, yeah, off we went. We, I remember drinking. I don't. I don't remember being in a hub though. We must have been on different. We must have been different schedules because you're in WA or something. But we, uh, yeah, we cracked down, opened it, had a nice dinner, and watched you play. And um, yeah, mate, you uh, you could have really done something with that snag. I had penciled you in yeah. and yeah. let it go right. So no, bad luck. Uh, that's just the way it went. I um, it was very uneventful. Like I had. Six I touches. Five, mate. I, uh, I fumbled the ball. <laughs> I probably could have kicked a few. Like, fumbled the ball right in front. My role was shit. Like, <clears throat> I um, – How about just pausing you there? I've actually got the stats from the game in front of me. <laughs> I almost Brayshaw, remember it. Five touches. Three kicks, three two, two handballs. Hand there was two players on the ground with less touches than you that day. Yeah. Oscar Allen. Yeah, thank you. He had the four disposals. Well, he's pretty good, so – That's okay. right. And so you played 58% game time. Yeah, which is not a lot, especially in the shortened year. The player on the bottom of the ladder, 98% game time. Yours truly, Will Schofield. <laughs> two kicks, two handballs, four <laughs> touches. Yeah. Seven spoils, though. Tell you yeah, what, they were good yeah, bloody we spoils. spoils. I stopped some goals. No, nah, mate, I um, I fumbled the ball a couple of times when the ball was kicked long to the contest. My role the, on the day was just fucking appalling. Like, <laughs> people play you like you're playing the role. Whoever plays footy, it's the shittest role ever. So, but what I do, or what I got told to do, is like as a high forward. So, I've been on the list for three years as a midfielder. Like, mm. played pretty good midfielder at the Waffle. Um, thought I was, you know, a chance to play on ball considering that everyone was basically dead. Um, but Hammer, you're in this week, mate, and you're going to be playing this role. What we want you to do as a half forward is go right up to the stoppage. As soon as the ball gets thrown up, turn around and run as fast as you can back to goal. <laughs> and I was like, oh, um, do, can I like, what if the ball's bobbling around? I can't get, nah, mate, 
like just fuck off pretty much. <laughs> so like you're going to try and get out the back of Jared Geary, who's probably going to go like he'll play on that your size body yes. and you'll beat him out the back, which I didn't. Um, <laughs> and so, yeah, got nowhere near it. But we bloody basically won, running away from the ball. We bloody won and yeah. you won from one. And that's one from one and never going to be any better than that. You're, anyway, you're also the only captain sitting on this table right now. Yep, that's true. Is that correct? Yep, that is true. Captain you, you couldn't get it done at Fremantle, no, Andrew. No, and same. Angus, have you been in the discussions at Melbourne? I don't know. Oh, you're in the I'm leadership group. Yeah, you're in the leadership group. Uh, yeah. Gorney's doing a good job. No, I might have captained an under. No, nah, I don't think I've ever captained. Oh, I'm captain of Vic Metro game, one from one. Mm. There you go. Well, yeah, I was captain of West Coast Waffle and now I'm the co-captain at East Perth. So. You're the skipper. We the could Midas. actually have a new nickname, the skipper. The skip, yeah, shit. Um, I want to go one more moment, and you boys can just tell me to fuck off if you don't want to talk about this, but I think we should because – Snake getting punched in the face. We've had – well, correct. I mean, we've had you <laughs> – we've had you – you know? Yeah, well, obviously, it's going to be that. <laughs> well, like, oh. okay, so we've had you, and you you were able to give a very direct and honest opinion of it all because you're not an AFL list. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, I'm not sure if you know, he's one of the best players in the AFL, plays with Fremantle right now, still playing, so I'm a little bit hesitant to actually ask you about it because whatever you say – probably end up in one of your articles on the back page of the paper. <laughs> what about you, Angus? I haven't asked you about it. Can you remember it? What did you think? Within reason? Yeah, I want I you to answer it as you I, want. I remember um, we won. We played the same day and won. And so you're in the rooms, pretty jovial. And then one of my coaches came up and said, Andrew's been punched in the face. Sorry. And I was like, oh, <laughs> that's, that's a bad beat. But you get that. That's a shocking you know, beat. Yeah, shocking, but yeah, but you know, quite conceivable at the time. You're having a scrap or something. And he's just he's worn one or something. But yeah, I found, obviously found out later what the go was, and um, yeah, I mean, look, it was it was a really it was a weird time because everyone had an opinion, and Stixie was out there, you know, doing his thing, and it just felt like it was just a weird. I don't know how you boys would have gone over in Perth because in Melbourne, it's um, obviously nowhere near. It's in a derby, and it's in the you know. The clinches and Andrew's a first year player, so it would have been much more intense for you guys. But yeah, I just remember, um, yeah, geez, it was a weird, a weird, weird time. Everyone, everyone was sort of art, you know, everyone wanted an opinion, everyone wanted to, you know, know what I thought. And really, you know, you know it's crazy how it's all, how it's all happened. I remember Andrew, you nearly got an escort off the um, plane back to. Mm, I did get the get choice. To- I got the choice. I said no, but could have been escorted like what, when we, we landed at. Uh, I think in Melbourne, and like that, the airport was gonna send a driver out lower the stairs to let me out of the plane, and just the driver take me off. But I was like, "That's a bit of carry." That's on. Hollywood. That's that is, so yeah, much that's Hollywood. So I was like, "Nah, I'd rather not." So, I, yeah, I remember it. Like looking back, there's some obviously like you're fine now, and your teeth are all in place, so whatever. But there's some funny things. I like I find a bit of humor in it looking back because there were times like Will, for example, our older brother, can't he? He's not gonna hear be here to tell the own story. He was like he was out doing something that day, and obviously like he's in the army and didn't have his phone on him, and got back to his phone to like all these messages made. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry about what's happened to your brother. I like I can't believe it. And he's like Andrew's dead. Like he's, <laughs> Andrew thought Andrew died, and so like got the message and he's like, oh, he's just been punched in the face. Like that's okay. So that like that's funny. And I remember getting all these messages on Instagram being like. Oh, you can't believe it. Like, you must hate Andrew Gaff now. You hate Andrew Gaff. And, like, I'm not really reading all these, but my last photo that I'd put up was a photo of us two um, for the RCD Foundation, which is a, a charity in, in Melbourne. Yes. And, like, I'm wearing this rod and gun green jumper. 
And like in and amongst all these things, hope your brothers are right. I can't believe it. Like I hate Andrew Gaff and all the rest of it. <laughs> Some random bloke, we showed a screenshot and just said, mate, sorry to hear, but uh, where'd you get the green gym jacket from? <laughs> <laughs> so I look back on it now that you're okay and know you're fine with some um, with a bit of light-hearted humour on the back of it. But, I don't um, I don't want to cop too much of a comment on you again because I know what will happen when we get taken out of context. But one thing I did want to ask you about, which he spoke about, do you remember getting your jaw fixed up and yeah, no anaesthetic yeah. being available or something? Yeah, no, it was. Is it that was, pretty much what happened? Yeah, essentially, we um, it was like an afternoon game, and yeah, went to a hospital, and yeah, essentially they couldn't put me under like. Like proper General anesthetic. anesthetic. Yeah, couldn't, you need to just couldn't get him. Until the next day. It, it was on holidays. So. And so it was like, yeah, he's not in till tomorrow morning at seven o'clock and it was probably like seven PM. Yeah. And like I was in a lot of pain and I was just like, I just can't. I can't wait till seven o'clock. And so then this other guy opened up his like private area that we then drove to and he did it under local. Um, which was super painful. Probably like the like the actual incident was less painful than the fixing of it. Oh my god. Um so they just localed up your jaw. Localed up my jaw and he literally just like got his hand in my mouth and yanked at my jaw until it like cracked. Essentially like it felt like he'd broken it back into where it was supposed to be. Oh, um, so yeah, it was that was like really tough but I was like I, I couldn't have waited um, overnight for the for the um, general so we just did it that's good yeah. i think i think that'll do us on that boys because i really don't want to i don't like the controversy stuff um but that's interesting were you there for you were there for that no nah, no nah, i wasn't there for that i no, saw him after you just pretended you, no no you did you just saw him after. now uh we need to just finish off because you have a dinner to get to angus and uh, uh I've tuesday got, night chew yes tuesday oh, night already late for already. you're, you're late, late for it. already but that's your fault andy so yeah uh do you angus and andy Remember playing each other. I don't know what year it was. I got some footage in front of me. Alice Springs round sixteen. I don't know what year. Twenty eighteen. Yeah. Do you remember this incident? There's a there's some photo Angus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. So I got, Andrew got a hold of me. I remember we smoked you that game, and it was twenty eighteen, and so Melbourne was sort of rolling. And I remember Andrew. That would have been your first year. Yeah. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, probably yeah, first so year. You're a young, you know, greenhorn player, and. We just towed you so hard that you got moved out of the midfield onto the back flank or somewhere. You weren't in the stoppage. You might have been on the wing or something. And anyway, I'd, um, I remember smothering Barramundi and the balls just ended up in me in my mitts. And then I look up and it happened all too quickly and Andrew just got a hold of me. Yeah, I remember getting uh, pinged on the ball in a pretty embarrassing fashion. So yeah, and then you gave it to him. Yeah, I did. I was. Did you we, say we, something to him? I just. I think I just pushed him into the ground a little bit. But no, we were getting. We were getting flogged. Flogged, and I'd come in at halftime. Angry. Angry. I, although I wasn't playing on Angus at all. I think I was playing on the wing. Angus was inside mid, and I, on the whiteboard, our midfield coach had written A Brayshaw twenty one because Angus had had twenty one to the half, and I'd had like six on the wing, and then it was A Brayshaw six, and he just like circled it and looked at me, and I was like. <laughs> I'm not even playing on him. Like, what does this have to do with anything? And he's like, yeah, your brother's dominating, mate. And I'm like, oh, okay, all right. And then, yeah, he came out of a stoppage, tried to run through me, and I just, yeah, tackled, got him good and, um, yeah, started scruffing him on, on the ground. And then um, I think Christian Petrarca came to, like, break it up and then realised it was us and was like, oh, I'll just leave these left two. Left so, You were actually yeah. – you look going out a bit. Christian Petrarca just left you for dead, I guess. Left him for dead, yeah. Yeah, he did. But the umpire, the, everyone was laughing. It was funny, you know. And I got you back holding the ball the year after, I reckon, and it was such a soft free It was a pity holding the ball the next year. <laughs> this one was big. Tried to step him around and then just got crunched. I've played yeah. John I've played John in a game once. 
I played I played him into his last ever out of his last ever VFL game. Really? You've never played VFL since the day you beat us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, I remember um, that. I remember telling you as well. Yep, twenty. Well, 20, <laughs> it was uh, it was Trevor Barker Oval, Sandy Zebras versus the Casey. Were you Scorps at that point? Yeah, I reckon you might have been the mighty Scorps. Yeah. Um, and I was playing as a twenty third man who only played fifty percent of the game, um, but was on Angus. The very first stoppage that I was on Angus blatantly punched me in the stomach and ran off me, and the ump just looked at me and laughed. And then I reckon you had 37 to kick two that game. Well, um, never to be just, seen again. Yeah, never to be seen again at the BFL. <laughs> it's like Chris Judd. Yeah, um, but I was good that game. So uh, now, boys, we've got to finish up. Okay, yeah. social media, not social media. This is the questions from the fans. You've heard enough from me. This is from the fans, by the fans, for you three. Just we'll keep it nice and hot and heavy, nice and easy, nice and quick. Uh, we're just going to whip through them. Um, Hungry Haycross says, do you all say, oh, shit, yeah, or is it just Hamish? Hamish? Uh, OSY is often sent in to family group chats. Or really? Yeah. Yep. OSY. There's a few acronyms we use. OSY, TGUC. Um, there's a few. <laughs> this okay. great underrated city. Yeah, this, What's yeah, that? NQA, no questions asked. Okay, very good. And, yeah, TGUC, this great underrated city. Obviously talking about Perth. Um, uh, Goose underscore Keegan9, uh, Angus, stranded on a desert island. Which of your teammates are you eating first? <laughs> I'm uh, probably going to eat. Um, that's a great question. <laughs> is Prucy still on the list? You get, you get good protein. Christian Matraka is just a big man who's full of, yeah. you know, Mate. protein. So, yeah, that's a weird question. Is Prucy still on the list? Who? Prucy? Big Braden Prucy? Uh, big Prucy's left. Um, could have been the cassowary Mitch Hannon, um, but he's also left. But so I'm going I'm to say track. Did he, was he called the cassowary because he like ran, ran like one? Nah, they, they did this thing one year where the forwards picked predatory animals that they identified <laughs> with and Nick Cannon's gone and selected the cassowary. So that was Fire up cassowary style. No, Patrick McGinney would be fucking proud of that. Patrick McGinney knows how dangerous they are. He's got a, a significant fear of birds. And if you yeah. show him a picture of a cassowary, he would genuinely throw up. He, get, he gets scared. <laughs> And he speaks about the cassowary as if it's a fucking T-Rex. So great pick, Mitch Hannon. Uh, now, I'm going to keep moving. Um, don't know if this is relevant. Andrew, Gump underscore BMX. Who is your favourite uncle and why is it Rob? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, I, lo- I love uh, all of my uncles. Um, Rob or Bertie, as we call him, is probably the loosest of all of our uncles. Um, and he's very, very funny. I'd probably say, yeah, he's the best on a night out. Uh, he came over recently to, to my house with Hamish. And yeah. I think my, this is when I did own the Commodore and he loves Ford, like drives a Ford Ranger. Team and Ford. Hamish yeah. and Uncle Birdie kicked, dented my Ford, yeah. uh, my Holden Commodore on their way out of my house yeah. after I'd provided them with drinks all night. I'm carrying Uncle Birdie out of the house and he's looking at this Commodore and he's calling it a conformador and a common whore and he's just like kicking it and spitting on it. Hates him. Yeah, Hates dent, the whole dented my car. Yeah. But anyway. no, nah, we love him. He's okay. great. We love him, but, he, but you want a new car. Uh, tell you what he's done. Uh, speaking of Uncle Booty, he's novated a lease. Yeah, he has. Frankie Agostino and the boys. He's on Fleet Network. Of course he bloody has. I mean, who hasn't? I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if Andrew's mm. now start with Fleet Network. Uh, short for Decker says, in a crazy turn of events, your lives all depend on one of you getting a hole in one on a par three. Who's stepping up to be the hero and who's last? <laughs> who's got you all killed? Is it? Well, is it I'll, 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 is I'll let those boys one. answer. You boys answer. You boys answer. Yeah. <laughs> Angus is the only bloke who's had a hole in one. Yes. Establish um, that. Who's, who's, so who's, who's getting the, the club For that reason, I wouldn't pick him because lightning doesn't strike twice. Wow. Unless, yeah, unless your name is, oh, what's the dude's name? Who's the uh, Roy Sullivan who was a range park ranger in Yellowstone who got struck by lightning seven times. Fun fact. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I'd yeah, I'd pick Snee. I think. Yeah, yeah, I've been I've been genuinely a bee's dick away from of having a hole in one. Mm. So I'd say me. Yeah, I'd pick Snee. And if we had to kill, if like if someone to miss it, it would be Tron. Uh, just because you're missing out on Tuesday chews, uh, Tim J Woods twenty seven Angus, who could eat the most dim sims in one sitting out of you four? Come on. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, I would say Hamish, but Come on. you know, I'd probably say not him. Probably say Will. Well, I think Will's a bigger man. Will wants it a bit more, you know. He's salty that he didn't just get picked for the hole-in-one. But Will and I did. There's a, a all-you-can-eat Brazilian meat bar around the corner in Subiaco called Lapa Brazilian Meat Bar. Oh, I know all about Lapa. It's, um, it's two hours Almost all you can eat. Almost died there one day. Two hours all you can eat and you have the uh, the red uh, – you flip your – You get the flag up. Yep. You flip the flag up. You put your flag up if you're out. or <laughs> red, for, yep, red for no. Red for no, green for yes. Yes. And me and Will had the challenge who stayed green the longest and he tapped out about an hour 45 and I went the whole two hours. So – Thank you. That is the most. I'll probably, I'll probably still pick Will. It's the most messed up restaurant that place. I literally almost <laughs> died one night. Saxon underscore Sounder says, "Who sucks up to Mum the most and is liked by Mum the most?" Andrew, I'm probably uh, I'm probably liked by Mum the most, yes. definitely. But Angus sucks being up close yes. proximity. Home and I moved, and Will have all moved away from home. Angus is still. Yeah, bit of a mama's boy. Getting the washing done? Any cooking at all, Angus? Is that right? No, nothing like that. But these three, you know. I don't see the struggle I go through with every, you know, mum's an empty nest now. She's staying at home and doesn't, you know, see any of her boys as much. So I have to uh, pander to a few of those needs. Mitch Migros asks, out of the four of you, oh, maybe three, I don't know. It must be three. Who wins in a triple threat match in the hell in the cell between you three? Oh, well, yeah, taking Will out of it because otherwise it's a, that's a, no, that's a, just a, a science you would deliver. Um that's a good question. I I don't think I would win. I'd be looking to make a friend straight away. I'd be looking to catch up, <laughs> yes, see eyes. who I can be, go with, and then we'd take one down, and then I'd probably concede and come second. I go in. I'd catch eyes with Steve straight away. Yeah, yeah. I, think I go in with the weight advantage. I go in as the heavy hitter. It's like in the in like in the Royal Rumble when the Big Show comes in, yes. and like seven of the like Rey Mysterio looks around and he's got his couple, and like they just all go at him. Or the Great Khali. I'm not saying I'm that big, but yeah, I would so come in big, with the weight advantage. Show. Yeah, I'd come in with a weight advantage and I feel like I'd be ganged up on pretty quickly. Very good. Uh, the Mad Hueys, uh, not of, mm. it's spelled a different way. It's sure. quite smart, actually. Gus has Gus and Gorney. Hammer has Backchat. Mm. When is Andy venturing into podcast land? Mm. Uh, I'm I'm not going to start my own. I was on, uh, I featured on Old Bull Young Buck. I think that that's done. That was yeah. Dave Mundy and, <laughs> and uh, Griffin Logue. Yes. Um, but no, there's, you guys are doing a great job. There are plenty of good podcasts out there. I don't want to dilute it. Okay. Mm. That's a good answer. Really Great good. Um, don't dip your toe in unless you're fully invested. Uh, that's pretty much it. But the last question we always ask from Tappy95, how does each Brayshaw brother like their eggs cooked? Sincerely, the egg man. Angus, you can go first. Controversial. Yeah, this Brayshaw doesn't like his eggs at all. Um, he likes his eggs, he likes his eggs hatching into chickens. <laughs> so you don't- I like them inside the shell hatching into chooks, which I'll later consume. So that's my preferred uh, method of consumption. Wow, don't eat eggs. That's the first time we've ever heard it. No. Got to respect like it. Oh, he likes them in cakes as well. What yeah. do you, what do you oh, like? Yeah, I'm a scramble like guy. I like them in cake form or chicken form. Yeah. Yeah. I, I like them in scramble. I'm poached. 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 Yeah, smart. I'm you just get more out of a scrambled egg, I find. Um. Boys, that's it. Uh, I'm going to leave you two here for five more minutes, but you can leave, Angus. It's been a pleasure, mate. Have you had fun? Has this been good? Oh, loved it, boys. It's going to cost me 100 bucks in um, Yochi, but it'll be worth it. For hey, that's work. footy, mate. I'll beam you. No, I won't.
Back yeah, to- I'll um, send you my best being account, Andrew, because this is entirely your fault. But thanks very much for having me. It's been um, good fun, and uh, I look forward to watching it uh, this one when it comes out. Backchat double underscore. You can find us on socials. Backchatpodcast.com today. You, thanks to our, all our supporters, our sponsors, Fleet Network, Powering Backchat, Swimply, Whippersnapper Whiskey, beautiful whiskey right here, Margaret River Roasting Co. On My Head, Blue Bet, Shelter Brewing Co., Leadable Cameras, Patreons, Patrons. If I ever get that right, let me know. Patrons hang around because Andrew Brayshaw and Hamish Brayshaw have got one more story for us coming up. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.